Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm excited. We're speaking with Valerie Dyke. Valerie, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, thanks for having me today, Jeff. I really appreciate this. Uh, who I am? Well, I'm um, a mom of a, a very talented young man, and I have transitioned out of a uh, 13, 14 year uh, career as a massage therapist into offering personal coverage for people. And because of my background as a massage therapist, I really am drawn to connecting with self-employed sole proprietor type people because I understand the pressures of having to continue to work when you're hurt or sick and you really should be at home getting better. So um, my goal is just to help people. That's why I got into massage. So it was kind of a lateral transition to get into the personal coverage. I love it. Now, just for our listeners, I want to be clear about where you work. Um, what provinces in Canada are you personally registered in? So me personally, currently I am licensed for all of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. But I am more than happy to connect anyone with one of my colleagues who does hold a license in the other provinces, because it is so much more important to me that people learn their options and have access to the coverage rather than waiting for me to be able to provide that for them. So now we'll get more into the details of coverage, but let's start with my favorite question. Um, what are you passionate about in life? I think you answered it already, but I'm going to ask again. Uh, I was thinking about this question actually coming up to our meeting and uh, I would say the thing that I'm passionate about, this is a very bold statement, is I just want to make a difference in the world. So there's a lot of things, social activism, um, lots of charities that I'm quite passionate about, looking for opportunities to serve our communities. Uh, again, the career choices that I've I've fallen into, it's because I just am drawn to helping people and hopefully making an impact so our communities can be stronger and families can be stronger and we can learn to trust each other again because I think that's something that has been sadly affected this last little while. So if we can we can help bolster that so people can rely and trust on their neighbors again, I think we can do a great thing for our communities, our country, our world. 
awesome. Now we're going to get into the, the, the minutiae and some details, but we're going to have fun. First, I'm going to ask you a really hard question. Okay. Uh, what's the best, because our audience is predominantly entrepreneurs, what is the best business advice that you've ever received personally and how has it impacted you? Well, honestly, the best advice that I was ever given was to become a reader. So I was told that years ago and I started the habit and then I fell away from the habit. And then I was reintroduced to it more recently. Um, you know, there's something like a Bible book, Bible study, no book study, Bible books, book study. Um, and it's really just re-inspired my brain to think about how we need to do business with people, the integrity that we need, the, the service mentality, um, making use of your time effectively. I think when we're not trying to continually grow and improve ourselves, then we get stagnant and we get the, I know it all mentality. And we, we don't learn to adapt and, and get involved in ways that are going to make us better at what we do. So being able to read and reading, you know, obviously read for fun, but read to grow. And I don't personally call them self-help books. I call them self-development books because we we should consistently be looking at ways that we can get better and grow and be wiser. Um, that's the whole point of us being here, right? I don't want to be the same as I was when I was 18. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm hoping as the years go by, I can be I'm much more satisfied with the person that I've become. And I, I feel that's because of the knowledge that I can gain from the books, from people who've been wiser than me that have given us. And I think if I can add to that, I'm a huge, huge fan of books. I love reading them. I love writing them. And one of my lessons was life's too short to make your own mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, there is not an issue you face today that somebody else hasn't written a book about. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you don't need to read it as a checklist and say, oh, so-and-so says I have to do this. Um, but one of the things I like is to think about how does this apply to me? How can I adapt it? And, you know, it, it saves me from making the mistakes um, on my own. And I can learn from somebody who has gone before me. So, Absolutely. And save so much time, right? And I, I will share, I think, I don't know if you know this, Valerie, but once upon a time, I set a goal to read a book a week. And, wow. and it was a business book. And for better or worse, I actually exceeded that goal. I think at the end of the year, I'd read over 60 books. Good and for you. It was good. But at the end of the year, my brain was broken because I had like a thousand <laughs> things. So what I teach people now is, you know, more is not always better. Um, what I teach now, and, and you alluded to the Bible books, um, I share my 12 favorite and I tell people don't read anything else until you've taken at least one nugget or gem from each of those 12 mm -hmm. and applied it to your life. And it's wonderful because you're focused rather than, you know, I was reading different books, thousands of topics, and I was like, okay, my head hurts, but I don't know that my life is measurably better. Um, but on the bright side, when I did go back to my 12 favorite, I had a broader perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you're, when you have that much pressure, you're kind of doing it as a duty to yeah. get through it 
rather than taking the time. And maybe you need to go through one chapter every day or one page every day to really absorb the information. And when you're trying to get through so many books, you don't have that freedom of time really, but it's, it's a nice challenge that you did. (laughs) It was interesting. I'll say that. (laughs) So uh, now you talk about coverage. So one Mm -hmm. of the things I know for, for me, um, let's talk about what's being covered and why this coverage is important because I, I don't know that, a lot of people see insurance as an expense, um, but I would argue in cases where you don't have it, it's more expensive to not have it than to have it. So what Mm -hmm. kind of coverage do you offer and who should be looking at this? Well, I I kind of alluded at the beginning that I I do kind of draw myself more to people who are self-employed or subcontractors, that kind of thing. Manual type workers where you physically need to use your body to do your job. Um, but it's fantastic as well for families, especially active families, um, because you know, you've got kids in sports, they're going to get injured. Um, even my experience, honestly, as a massage therapist, a lot of times parents would have their kids in multiple sports and activities, but not think about bringing them in for a massage. Um, just, you know, they're growing and developing and so their bodies still need that care. So I think we kind of forget as adults that kids can still get hurt and if they get hurt or sick, um, which we've seen over the last couple of years, the kids getting sick have caused parents to have to stay home from work to take care of them because they can't go to school. Um, You know, we've had respiratory illnesses the last, um, I don't know, three, four months that have filled up our hospitals. So there's just a lot of things that can kind of go sideways. So for families, um, having a family coverage can give freedom to parents to make those choices. So if you're, if your child does get, you know, we'll just say they get pneumonia and they can't go to school, they need to stay home. Well, now you need to take time off because your, your child might not be old enough to stay at home by themselves, or let's say they break their leg. Um, They no longer can walk to school. So now you have to potentially go into work a little bit later, leave a little bit early because you need to drive them. You need to pick them up. Um, There could be expenses um, just as an adult getting hurt or sick that you're not thinking of. Maybe you've got to now get one of those um, knee strollers. You know, if you you break your ankle, that little cart that you kind of wheel along so you don't put the pressure on your leg while it heals crutches, um, air casts, things like that, you would have to pay out of pocket if you don't have health insurance that would cover it. Um, Extra prescriptions for maybe infections just to make sure they heal that type of thing. So there's a lot of things that we are really blessed for in this country where we don't have to pay to go see a doctor. We don't have to pay to get treated in a hospital, to get stitches, to get a cast, to have a major surgery. But If those things are now impacting you, where you need to take time off work, you may see a loss in your income, especially if you're self-employed, a subcontractor, especially if, again, you need your body to physically do your job like I did as a massage therapist. But you could be, you know, a tradesperson who needs to install drywall or tiling, could be a mechanic. And, you know, if you broke your wrist, could you still do that job? If you had a hernia operation and you needed to take three weeks off to recover, Is there still that income source that's coming in while you're not at work um, that's going to allow you to not worry about paying your bills and just focus on getting better? 
Um, the other thing that I really love is that we can cover a lot of people who typically can't get covered because they're in a high risk activity, either recreationally or for work. And we can still offer them that uh, protection in case they get hurt so they can feel like they uh, can still do the things they love or the job that they love, but know that they've got that option in case, again, they need to take time off to heal. So I, it's really not limited to just one group, but those are kind of the three that I um, sort of go out to, the families, um, high-risk activity slash occupations, and then self-employed sole proprietors, just to make sure, again, they have options, affordable options, because that was another reason why I was never covered is I couldn't afford it. So it's a it's a great thing to know about. Well, and I think I'd like to uh, go back to the high-risk activities, because I think there are a lot of things people engage in and they don't think of them as high risk or, or, you know, dangerous yet mm -hmm. statistically, you know, um, for example, I don't see danger signs when I, I think about basketball yet, you know, there's concussions, there's ankle injuries, wrist injuries, shoulder injuries, absolutely knee injuries, you know, pretty much any high school sport technically is high risk. Is that fair? Any sport, any sport. I mean, even boiling, boiling, bowling, pardon my, my language there. Bowling could even cause a sprain, right? To your wrist, to your fingers, you could drop a bowling ball on your, on your foot. So something that you might not consider high risk can still cause problems and, and not even the sport, but let's just think we've, we've had um, clients who've claimed just walking through parking lots before or after their activity slipped on the ice in the parking lot and ended up breaking a bone, therefore not able to do their job. So they were okay doing the activity, but the the commute between the activity and their vehicle ended up being the danger zone and even driving. I mean, how many car accidents did we see over this crazy winter of, you know, these freak storms? These are just accidents obviously are unexpected things. You can't plan for them. It would be great if we could, but it, it can just be that quick second of a moment. And, and now your life has changed again for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple months. You never know. And I think that's worth pointing out for the self-employed people. I mean, first of all, as a parent, you want to make sure if something happens to one of your kids, you can get the best care possible. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're talking about self-employed, it's literally in, in certain cases, especially, you know, you have repetitive, if you're injured, you can't work. Um, mm -hmm. That's not just an inconvenience. It can be the difference between a business succeeding and failing. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen people with concussions that are out for months. Um, now, this coverage would help people in that scenario, theoretically, is that Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, you know, we do have disability coverage, which is an option for people to have a monthly payment while they're able to stay at home and rest. Um, and what's great is our, our policies pay on top of other insurances that people have. So it could just be a little bit of a boost up from what you might already have. If you do have workers' compensation and hurt yourself at work, that's great. Um, we would pay on top of that. But if you hurt yourself outside of work, you're not entitled to workers' compensation. So that's where having, again, supplemental coverage can really be that blessing in that moment. But people that I've known who've had concussions, it is a really long time before things start to 
connect properly again. So if you're in that position where you've got that freedom of choice of, I am going to take some time and just let my body heal instead of forcing it to go back to work too soon, where you're just going to amplify that injury so much more because especially a brain injury needs to rest. But I mean, you think about people who go back to work with broken limbs or, you know, stitches where they really, they shouldn't be holding tools. They're not going to be doing even their job as effectively and as safely as they should be. And they're delaying their healing or they're just not allowing it to heal properly. And now they've got a chronic issue because they didn't allow it that time. So there's a lot of levels of concern when people don't have that freedom to just choose getting better. I love that. And one thing I'll add from my past experience is um, Saskatchewan has no fault insurance. Mm-hmm. So they they <laughs> limit payouts very intensely. Um, you know, we're talking pennies for big injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in Saskatchewan and you're driving in Saskatchewan, you're not as insured as you think you are. Um, no. But for our friends in Alberta, I've had this happen as well. Um if you're hit by somebody from Saskatchewan in Alberta and you're injured, the no fault rules still apply. So even oh, though wow. you're in Alberta, you're insured in Alberta, you're limited by the payout if the other person at fault is registered in Saskatchewan. There's a lot of concerns with how our motor vehicle accident insurances. Um, treat people. And again, I can use my experience as a massage therapist because that was a lot of the clientele that I worked on. And Saskatchewan, again, the way that they do it, it's very concerning. I've I've had people who were hit as a pedestrian and it really shook their nervous system and they they weren't even able to go back to their job. And yet they were very limited on, like you said, the insurance payout that they would get. Um, so one of the great things for our company is that we pay the cash directly to you. And then it's your choice how you use it. For some people, it might be that they need to get therapy, physical therapy, that type of thing to help, you know, retrain their brain or retrain their their muscles in their body when they're walking. For some people, it might be that they just need to pay those day-to-day bills. For other people, they might need to bring in childcare or a dog walker, depending on what their lifestyle dictates day to day, but it's money that you can choose to do what you want. But the other thing is a lot of people don't consider when it comes to a motor vehicle accident, they will think I've got insurance, I'm covered, but your car insurance primarily covers your car, right? Covers the repair for your car. There's very limited amount of coverage that you get for your personal care. But it's really only covering you to go see a physio, to go see a chiro, maybe a massage therapist. They even limit how many treatments you can have. Once those are done, then you go to your own personal insurance if you still need more therapy. If you're not well, you now have to pay either out of pocket or use your health benefits that you have. So nobody is paying for your lost time of work. If you need to take a couple weeks off or a couple months off, car insurance is not covering that. They're looking at really basic payouts just to help your body maybe get better. But again, they don't cover all of it. So that's something to be aware of with our MVA claims. Yeah. And if I can rant about that, I think that's, you know, um, I had an injury that was fairly severe. I actually got more money from the damage to my car and the contents (laughs) than I got for treatment of the injuries. And yeah, 
you know, it, and I just want to point out that a lot of motor vehicle insurance companies, their job is to close files, not cure and heal people. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure to sign here and say, you're fine. And, you know, when you're dealing with muscle injuries or neck injuries or, or brain injuries, um, you know, it's one thing to say I had a sprained elbow and I fixed it. It's very different to say, yeah, my brain's all good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But the insurance companies are still very much pressured. And here's the funny thing. Um, I know people who had to go to work, back to work because they needed to pay their bills. Um, yeah. The minute you do, insurance says, see, you're all good. Yeah. So I, I am not a fan of the motor vehicle. Um, I can get on that soapbox and rant with the best. Yeah. Of them. Um, I've had clients who have cried, um, you know, again, when I was working with them as a massage therapist, because they had so many injuries, they were still trying to get, you know, better from and going after the insurance company, trying to get them to help compensate them for this. They were almost put through interrogation rooms um, to prove that you've got a brain injury, prove that you still can't, you know, turn your neck fully or lift your arm or you've got no strength or you're dizzy all the time. It it was brutal. And, and it's really hard on person's spirit to yeah. be treated like they're a liar yeah. and try to prove that they're not instead of, you know, taking care of the person who's been injured. So it's, yeah, we could talk about that one for a long time, but yeah, I, I'm very upset with how it works. So I'm glad that we have something that yeah. can help people when those situations happen. And, and I think it's funny because I was actually told you can't prove you didn't have this condition before. And and one insurance person said, well, you should have had a brain scan before your accident. <laughs> and I was like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, there's the new business idea. Everyone go out and get a, a brain scanner. <laughs> yeah. You know, our, our healthcare system is not overwhelmed at all. They love to no. just in case examinations, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. For sure. But yeah, that, that was my my big moment. I, I'm gonna admit I wasn't really kind to my insurance adjuster. Um, but when she rolled out the you don't have any proof that you didn't have this condition, it was like, who goes to the doctor to prove they don't have a condition? unless they know they're about to have an accident. And if I knew I was going to have an accident, guess what? I wouldn't have had the accident. Exactly. Exactly. I know it's it's a weird kind of world that we're in, but thankfully we have options. Yes. So for somebody who's listening to this and thinking, you know, this sounds good. I'd like to learn more. Um, I'm going to guess that you make it really easy for people to have a conversation with you. Um, what does that look like? You know, what's their their commitment to you? What you know, what kind of time are they looking at? Um, what kind of questions should they be prepared to discuss with you? Those are great questions. Thank you for those. Um, typically, I like to meet with people because I'm I'm licensed, you know, in different provinces across Canada. Um, virtual appointments typically work best um, in Alberta. Most of the time, I can still meet with people face-to-face if that's preferred. But typically a virtual appointment is the easiest way for us to connect. Um, What I like to do is find out a little bit more about them. So are they single? Are they married? Do they have kids? 
What are their activity levels like? Um, where might some of their risk levels be for an accident? Maybe they've got risk factors health-wise that they might need to look at some sickness situations. Um, you know, young couples that might be looking at expanding their family sickness coverage is probably something they should consider before getting pregnant because of the complications that pregnancy can can have on on the the mom's body as well as concerns with the baby. You know, prematures. Um, having to go into NICU, those type of things. So to try and again, we can't foresee things that are going to happen, but what are the risk factors that we might like to consider? And then I really try to work within people's priorities of where they want to have extra coverage as well as their budgets. So again, we can we can work with pretty much every budget level. Um, so I try to make things as affordable as possible for people, but also to make sure they've got the coverage that they're looking for. And we can always add on later. So if you're a single person now, well, let's look at getting you covered as a single person. And then as you get married and start looking at having children, now your needs are going to change. So we'll revisit that and see if we need to add some things on to customize where your life is at that point. Um, even people going into their retirement, a lot of companies will stop covering people at age 65. So those are another great um, demographic of people that probably need to know what they've got. So that's a big thing too, is if you already have insurance, do you know what you have for coverage? Do you know what the criteria is for you to be able to claim? Do you know who to contact if you need to claim? Do you know what age that stops at? Do you know any health exemptions that they won't protect you from? Because that's where, again, the supplemental coverage can really fill in those holes and gaps. So that's part of our meeting too, is to really discuss if there's existing coverage, do they know what they actually have to make sure they make those wise choices to make sure that they're covered as fully as they can. Um, they can be based on what they want and based on their budget needs. Does that answer that question? <laughs> it does. And, and I think, you know, for those who listen to this regularly, they know that I'm very, very much about protecting family. Um, you know, I think that's a, a really good example is somebody having a baby. Nobody plans to have a difficult pregnancy. Um, but I can tell you from experience, you don't want to be in NICU worrying about having to go to work while your infant mm -hmm. is in the, the intensive care. Um, the other one I would say is a dangerous activity um, in Alberta, especially. I'm sure every other province in Canada is if you've got a dog that you walk in the wintertime, I mean, I've torn my rotator cuff walking down the street because a neighbor didn't bother shoveling their sidewalk. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't consider walking to be inherently dangerous, but it only oh, we cover we cover so many falls on the ice. You you can't even imagine because it break broken ribs, broken wrists, concussions, broken fingers. Um, you know, just a finger could make the difference if someone can work or not, depending on what you do. So it, it's a dangerous, especially in our, our province, where we get a lot of the Chinook type situation happening, where you get the really nice days, and then you get the cold nights, and then you get the nice days and the cold nights where you get a ton of ice happening and you don't see it. And then a fresh layer of snow on top. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. This, but I once slipped and fell. And I cracked my bumper on my car with my forehead. Oh, no. Oh, no. And um, did you need stitches? 
Uh, turns out, in hindsight, I had a concussion, but I was oh, in a hurry. No. So I went to work, and I was like, I don't know if I should be here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have, um, you know, driven to work, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It was... Yeah, it's, it's not knowing, again, what's going on in our body. And sometimes, again, that that fear of, well, if I, if I take time off to go to the doctor, I'm losing work, right? If I have to take time to get better, I'm losing time at work, I'm losing pay. Even for people to call an ambulance, there's that fear of what the ambulance is going to cost. So that's another thing that we can help cover for people is some reimbursement towards that, because that can be life-saving, right? Having an ambulance come to you instead of I might be having a heart attack, so I should probably drive myself to the hospital. It's not the best idea <laughs> for you or anyone else on the road, right? I'm hoping you had a mild concussion because that's still not not the best experience for you, I'm sure. But just again, I, having choices. Yeah, I, I was young and dumb and, you know, that was a long time ago. But uh, in hindsight, you know, <laughs> knowing what I know about concussions, definitely should not have been driving so um but yeah i think that's a good conversation what some people would consider risk um some people would call day-to-day -day living mm -hmm. absolutely you know, just walking up and down the stairs in your house you could you could slip and fall like we had a client who broke her foot just been in her house 10 years, stepped off the step one, one, one way that just didn't agree and broke three bones in her foot. So it happens. And, you know, little things like cleaning out eaves troughs, like there, there's so many things. Um, so I think that's a good, so it's good that people can explore that. Now, what sort of limitations are there? Are there anything, you know, and, and I'm going to guess you talk about this in detail for the individual, but is there any general, if you have this, don't bother calling? Or is it pretty much, let's have a conversation and see how this complements existing coverage? So it's kind of layers of answers for that question. Um, what I love about our accident coverage is that everybody qualifies. There's no limitations on on who can qualify for our accident coverage. Obviously, with sickness, um, based on pre-existing health conditions, that's a one-to-one one -one situation that we have to qualify people individually just to see what's going on. But in a lot of cases, even if you have a pre-existing health condition, we can still cover you for some things. So I would say I would say inquire about it anyway, even if you do have a pre-existing health situation, if you're looking for sickness coverage, but everybody qualifies for accident, which is great. In a general sense, we can only cover people who um, are Canadian citizens, have a permanent residency here, or are currently applying for a permanent residency. And I say that because I've had a lot of people ask me if we could cover foreign workers while they come here and work. And while I would love to be able to do that, we just simply can't. So they do have to fall under that, either Canadian citizen, permanent resident, or have an active application in for permanent residency. And, and that's because um, we're just a bit delayed on getting people approved. And then the other thing is we cannot cover anyone who's currently getting uh, government welfare payments simply because if they made a claim, 
our claim would negate then the payment that they're getting for their benefits from the government. So we're actually hurting their situation, not improving it. So that's just a one of the clarifications. If you're on a short-term disability from work, that's not a problem. It's simply if you're on uh, coverage from the government, something like AISH, uh, we just can't, because again, we interfere with them getting their regular monthly payment and that's not gonna help them in the long run. Excellent, thank you for clarifying that. And I think that's, mm -hmm important distinction between, you know, the medical versus the accident. Um, you know, I think the old adage, you know, it's better to have insurance and not need it than need it and not have it kind of mm -hmm. echoes here a little. Now, um, the we could talk about this all day long and, and I could probably mm -hmm. rant about motor vehicle. Um, one of the things I would ask is I know a lot of um, people who work physically manual labor and um some people might laugh but i will say that one manual labor that i know that has a lot of injury is um massage therapy there's a lot of repetitive stress and carpal tunnel um, yeah, does absolutely. the coverage apply to that sort of injury or is it more the acute you know got hit by a bus injury um, so we've got lots of different policies that people can customize their personal coverage with. Um, we do have some that specifically cover uh, the body wear and tear. So like you said, the um, carpal tunnel, um, tendonitis, that type of thing, bed rest even, you know, if you had a situation where you needed to just rest to let your body recover, we can do that too. Uh, it's It's really varied. I mean, we have We've covered some things as basic as um, an ingrown toenail <laughs> because it needs to have a surgery to get wow. removed um, up until having a massive heart attack and needing to be treated in the hospital, having surgery. So that's, you know, pretty, pretty inclusive of what you're looking at. Um, you know, we, a lot of the accidents, honestly, are just day-to-day -day living. It, I, there are absolutely risks that you have at work, but I think the important thing is so many of our accidents happen in familiar areas. So in our homes, in our yards, in our cars, so many things can go wrong. We've had claims from people peeling an apple and cutting their hand. Their massage therapist needs stitches. They got to take time off work. Could yeah. be opening up a can and you get cut on the lid. Again, it could be falling down your stairs. Uh, a lot of times, the accidents are just going to happen from things that we're used to doing all the time, every day. But that injury is going to prevent us from doing our job. Sickness obviously is something that you can't predict in a lot of cases either. Um, but, you know, if you get strep throat and you need to stay home with with a lot of the new um, laws that are in place because of COVID, you cannot go to work. Uh, you've got to stay home. So you're missing work, especially if you're self-employed, because they won't let you go and potentially infect other colleagues or clients. So you get strep throat, you get pneumonia, um, you know, someone might get um I know blood infection from something and they need to, again, go and get that treated and get medication to have that done. That's going to obviously keep you away from people again until things get sorted. So just the option table is really good to choose from. And it's again, totally customizable to what someone's personal priorities are, as well as what their budget is. 
So really work with the individual. There is no one size fits all. Um, it's very important to have those conversations so that people are getting what they need and not necessarily what someone else tells them they should have. Now, I, I don't expect you to give me a quote, so don't don't think I'm asking that. But um, generally speaking, um, if people are looking at basic coverage, is this a obviously it's a must have, but is it a is it a um, I choose to feed my kids or I insure them or is it more um, maybe I get a few cups of coffee less a month? Like what sort mm. of budget just, you know, is it in the coffee range or is it in the car range? Well, again, that it could be both. It could be both depending on the amount of coverage that you want. Um, you know, I, our, our basic accident hospital plan costs less than a pizza. So if, if you're okay, giving up one pizza a month, uh, then you can have, you know, coverage for yourself. That's, you know, for an individual, um, but way less pizzas are expensive now. So, I mean, way less than a pizza, but yeah. you know, a couple examples, I've had uh, two different families have accidents uh, in the last month that they've put claims in for neither of them have had their policies for more than three months. And the one I think was just two months. So they had family plans, which are a little bit more than an individual plan, but not that much more. The family plans are very, very uh, affordable and the huge savings because the kids will pay for your plans. But the in the one case, the, the mother um, was playing recreational volleyball, slipped and fell, broke her wrist, sprained her ankle. Her policy, the payout for that casting of her broken wrist will pay for their family plan for the next two and a half years. Um, the other one, their daughter slipped in the shower, split open her knee, needed some um, stitches put in. Same thing. That policy will pay for that family plan for the next two and a half years. So it's one of those things, well, can I afford it? But it's more of the situation of if you're thinking that you can't afford a basic plan, can you afford not to have it if something happens and now you can't work, right? It's it's that catch. But again, less than a price of pizza, um, accidental death uh, coverage, our entry level, that would probably be the price of a fancy coffee. So how many coffees <laughs> do people get in a month, right? Give up one day and you've yeah. got coverage for an accidental death uh, claim. Again, you don't plan for that to happen, but it's just nice to know if it does, your family doesn't have to worry about the financial side of things. Yeah. I, I'm going to really really Jeff, I just can't hear you. How about that? There we go. Yeah. So I was saying I got a package from Amazon, something that happens fairly regularly. And I grabbed a pair of scissors. I wasn't paying attention. And I snipped the end of my finger. And I, I went out, got the car. I'm driving along. And I'm like, why is my hand wet? And it was literally just like blood to my elbow. And mm -hmm. I work at a computer all day. I couldn't work for two days because every time I tried to type, it was my index finger. It would rip open and bleed again. I was like, yep. stitches, but it was like, so my solution was crazy glue. Um, I don't recommend that. <laughs> that's, that's crazy glue and duct tape is the, uh, the uh, fixing of choice in a lot of the trades. So I'm sure they, they yep. totally get you right there.
anyway, um, that's the, the way I grew up on a farm. That's how you fix things and about people as well. But um, so I would encourage people, you know, I would argue that getting a package from Amazon is in fact safer than, you know, going out to the store to buy things. But, you know, as you said, it's something I do a thousand times and just once I wasn't paying attention and, you know, we just had the scissors sharpened. So, you know, if you have sharp scissors at home, you should be calling Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I could chat with you for, for hours on this, Valerie, but for those who are listening, um, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way for them to get to connect with you and find out a little bit more about what you do? So I'm going to include the link uh, to get people to my LinkedIn page, which can give them some more information for sure. If they want to go through it, they can also message me there. But I will also include the link for my Calendly, which just opens up my schedule to show when I'm available for them. And it it shows in the time zone that you're at. So even if someone in Ontario wants to book in, it'll show on their side, Ontario time. So it'll make sure that we're not booking when I'm going to be with someone else. And then that follows up with a Zoom connection. So if, they, if they're if they not um, tech savvy, maybe just try to go through LinkedIn and uh, connect there via message and I will certainly get back to them. Awesome. Well, Valerie, I want to thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom with my audience today. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. It was a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.